Faith Matters Podcast. I'm your host, John Morgan. Well, this is the podcast for Multi-Faith Matters. I am the host, John Morehead, and I'm privileged today to have as a guest Dr. Seleucian L. Joseph, affectionately called Dr. Lou. And uh, to keep from butchering his first name, I will probably just call him Dr. Lou for the rest of our conversation. And uh, he is an award-winning author and a well-regarded Haitian-American author, scholar, and researcher. By training, he is an intellectual historian, literary scholar, and a theologian. Currently, he serves as professor and chair of the English department and at San Jacinto College. He is a prolific writer, and a few of the books that relate to today's conversation that he and I are going to have include Revolutionary Change in Democratic Religion, Christianity, Vodou, and Secularism, Vodou in the Haitian Experience, a Black Atlantic Perspective, and Vodou in Haitian Memory, the Idea and Representation of Vodou in Haitian Imagination. Dr. Lou, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you, John. Thanks for the invitation. It's great. I, uh, as I mentioned before we started recording, I came across, I was doing a a Google search, basically to go back a little bit. Um, I am fascinated by, in American evangelicalism, there's this fascination with former alleged former occultist testimonies. There are people who build ministries saying, I was a former occultist. I was a former, there's a gentleman who claims to be a former Santeria practitioner, and he keeps calling himself a Satanist. And I thought, you know, mm. I would really like to address not only that topic, but like Santeria and Vodou and so on, so that people get a more informed understanding of these traditions. And I came across uh, uh, a paper, the American Academy of Religions, that was promoted that you're going to be giving this November in 2023, Vodou and Christianity in Interreligious Dialogue and the Roots of Religious Disagreement. And I was fascinated because, as you know, in America, at least amongst evangelicals, there are a handful of traditions that we cram together. We call them dark and evil and the occult. And the idea of dialogue with these traditions simply doesn't come on the radar. So I'm glad to have you here today so you can help us unpack this to understand better and to learn how dialogue might be possible amongst these traditions. So thank you again for coming on. Can you share a little thank bit you, about your background, your education, and your passion that you have in relation to uh, Haitian religion. Yes, John. I uh, My name is Seleucine Joseph. I was born and grew up in Haiti. I came to the States when I was 15 years old uh, in the state of Florida, to be specific. So I went to school here uh, for high school uh, spend my college here, but I, I did my PhD, uh, uh, in literary studies, my first PhD at UT Dallas, University of Texas at Dallas in English literary studies. I also attended seminary. I have a master of divinity and theological and biblical studies. And I also have a master's degree in New Testament studies. And I have another PhD in, uh, theology and ethics 
from the University of Pretoria, South Africa. So I, uh, in terms of my research and teaching uh, interest, uh, I'm a specialist on Haitian voodoo, theological ethics, anthropology, uh, Christianity in Haiti, and uh, African-American lit and Black intellectual traditions. Wonderful. Can you help unpack some of the terminology? Folks are probably familiar with the term voodoo. Uh, places like New Orleans come to mind. Uh, I had the privilege of, of visiting there and picking up a, a little voodoo doll, but then there's voodoo as we're using it. And you said before we started recording, there's hoodoo. So help us out with the terminology and the differences here. Yeah, let's let's begin. Uh, now, the the term Vodon, V-O-D-O-U-N, is from the Fon language, F-O-N. Uh, that's in West Africa. So the, the people, uh, Voodoo, Voodoo has an African, West African origin. So it was not invented in Haiti or in New Orleans. Now, Voodoo, V-O-D-O-U, right? Okay. Voodoo, V-O-D-O-U-N. This is uh, this is the religion that is practiced in Haiti, also in Dominican Republic. And he has a different form in Brazil. It's known as Condomble. And... Uh, also, uh, there's there's Dominican vo uh, voodoo, V-U-D-U, with the acute accent. There's also uh, Obia. Those are African-based religions that uh, the, slaved, the slaves introduced uh, in the diaspora uh, as early as 1506, 1506. And so when they came to what they so-called the new world, they brought with them their faith, their religious traditions. And of course, hoodoo, uh, which is also which is practiced in New Orleans, uh, is a form of magic. But and for our conversation, we're talking about voodoo, V-O-D-O-U as a religious tradition that is practiced uh, in Haiti in many Caribbean and Latin American uh, countries. Would you say a little bit about the importance of Vodou as an African diaspora tradition to one's sense of identity and retaining that sense of identity and connection with the past? I think one of the weaknesses of uh, Christianity in the West is because we're so we emphasize Christianity and religion in general as a package of beliefs that one accepts and discards without realizing how important the identity questions are. How how important is the identity question to Haitian Bodu? Well, this is this is an interesting question. Now, the Haitian uh, expression of Vodou. It's a little bit different. Uh, let me explain what I mean. For some Haitian scholars, especially those who are advocates of Vodou religion, 
the tradition is fundamentally connected to to Haitian cultural identity. For example, some would speak about Haiti as a voodoo nation. So they do not make a distinction between uh, the Haitian culture, Haitian uh, nationality, and Haitian identity. So they see voodoo, uh, everything, whether we're talking about identity, nationality, culture, voodoo embraces it all. And of course, you may have heard the common saying, uh, although Haiti is a predominantly Catholic uh, nation, but it's 100% voodoo. And of course, there's an element of truth about this, right? Uh, because almost in every Haitian family, you will find a voodoo practitioner. So voodoo is intrinsically connected somewhat to, to the identity of the Haitian people. What, one of the interesting things in looking at uh, uh, American evangelicalism is one of the things in, in American missions is a fear and distaste of syncretism that we, they don't like the blending of religious traditions. But I remember taking uh, my world religions course under Terry Muck of Asbury Seminary at the time. And, and he said for, for religious studies scholars, they have a saying, syncretism happens. It's, it's just a phenomenon. Uh, we, we like to think of religions as pure traditions and you don't want to mix them. But what you're talking about in Haiti with the Catholicism and the Vodou is is this kind of syncretistic practice is, is fairly common. Is that correct? Yeah, but here, here's what happened, John. Here's what your people should understand. You see, Vodou did not become syncretized uh, during the time in, in, in slavery in Saint-Domingue. Saint-Domingue is the former name for the French colony that existed in Haiti. Even in Africa, before the transatlantic slavery in Euro European colonization, the African people, especially in West Africa, embraced Christianity. While they embraced Christianity, they syncretized Christianity with their indigenous faith. That happened uh, also, you know, in the first 600 years of Christianity, uh, Africa gave birth to Christian the theology, the great African theologians, as we know, the great doctrine of Trinity, you know, you know, who Christ is, right? That began in Af Africa for the first 600 years, right? We know Christianity, Christianity took roots, in Africa. So the same way when Islam began in Africa in seventh, uh, seventh, uh, well, Islam began, you know, sometime in seven, between seventh and eighth century, but the tradition, Islam was Africanized, right? So the Africans uh, practiced Islam, they said they're Within their within their own cultural lands, and that happened for Christianity in Africa. So, Vodou 
Catholicism was syncretized even before the slaves came to the Americas, right? And of course, in Haiti, in the context of Saint-Domingue, there is a greater form of syncretization, right? Where Christian theology, Catholic saints were intermingled with what's called the vaudou loi, loi or spirit. This is the term that is used uh, to refer to the spirits uh, or vodou pantheon um, in the religion. So the, uh, some, some scholars use the term symbiosis to explain the, the dynamic, the religious dynamic between vodou in the context of colonial Saint-Domingue and Catholicism. That's helpful. Thank you for helping shed some light on that. Can you, uh, there's a lot of stereotypes and simplistic thinking about what Vodou is. Can you, can you, and this is a tall order, can you just sketch some of the most significant elements? What is Vodou all about? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. Vodou is not what you see in Hollywood movies, right? This is, you know, this is not it. Vodou is, uh, a religion where there is a priesthood, there's um, there's sacrifice, there is a vodou as an ethical system, vodou as a theological system, vodou is a viable religion just like Christianity, just like Islam, just like Buddhism, just like any uh, religious system that we know about. But vodou uh, is very distinctive, just like any religion, right? There's uh, the veneration of the spirits, what's called loa. Now, the spirits in the Vodou tradition are, are said to be created by God himself to serve as enter uh, to serve as mediators or or between God and human beings. So one cannot have access to God. Uh, unless one passes through the spirit. So the spirits, there are 401 spirits in, in the Vodou tradition, right? There are more, but, <laughs> but that's the consensus, right? So the spirits in the Vodou tradition are different facets, right? There are different aspects of God's attributes. Because each Vodou spirit, for example, there's one called Ezreli. She is the symbol of love, the divine love. There's also one by the name of Papa Legba in the Cuban, uh, in the Cuban tradition, Santeria. He is known as Elegba, Elegba. In Haiti, it's, it's Legba. So he is the God of the crossroads. He's the God who reveals the very mind of God. He's the God who knows the, the thoughts of God. Without Legba, there is no communication between God and human beings. Now, you know, as a Christian theologian, you, you might have an idea where I'm going, right? 
the role of Jesus Christ as mediator between God. Yes, I think I was muted for a second. Okay, go so, ahead, John. Uh, mm -hmm. What uh, are some of the more significant stereotypes that come to mind when people think about voodoo that, that we should just let go? Well, <laughs> that, that's that's a good question. Now, there is there there there's actually a tradition. Okay, now some of the stereotypes uh, we inherit those stereotypes from colonial Christianity or the colonial world. Let me give you a brief history to help your uh, your listeners understand. Now, there was this famous historians, colonial historians at Saint-Domingue called Moreau de Saint-Méry, a French historian. You know, he was born in 1750 and he died in 1819. He was probably the first one to describe voodoo in the colonial context. So he defined voodoo as an African dance, right? Dance nègre, African dance. Then later on, excuse me, he, he defines voodoo as a superstition, right? And then he also associates voodoo with bizarre, what he calls bizarre practices, right? But there was another colonial thinker, French colonial thinker, by the name of Drouin de Bercy. He was a plantation owner at Saint-Domingue. This guy defines voodoo as sorcery. So this, this term is very important because this is a stereotype in our culture. He defines voodoo as sorcery, has a series of fetishes, okay? So in the U.S. society or in the West, we become inheritors of those misunderstandings associated with the voodoo tradition. So voodoo as a form of sorcery, voodoo as fetishes, voodoo as magic, those need to go. <laughs> well, you, you sent me uh, an article to help prepare me for this. And I, I appreciate that. And one of the things that you mentioned in that article is that uh, the Christian tradition in Haiti is linked to Afrophobia and voodoo phobia. And maybe this connects a little bit with what you just finished talking about, mm -hmm. but can you, can you say a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, what most people do not know in the context of Haiti, the Haitian uh, culture, the voodoo tradition or voodooism, that's the name that is used in Creole, uh, to refer to those who practice the religion. Now, the there has been set, uh, three to four major, what, what's called superstitious campaigns against voodoo practitioners. The first one took place uh, from 1896 to 1900. And the second one, the most important one, took place between 1939 until 1942. 
Let me tell you what happened, John, especially in the second one, okay? Right after uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, military left Haiti, what happened from 1915 to 1934, the United States invaded Haiti and occupied Haiti uh, for a long time, okay? So they, the second anti-Voodoo campaign in the first phase the Haitian state in support of the Catholic Church burned Voodoo temples they seized sacred objects of worship and many voodoo practitioners lost their lives in fact the haitian state created specific laws okay under the president of elilesco to ban the practice what they call practice superstitious practices which of course they associated with the voodoo religion and of course uh like i mentioned before catholicism the catholic church uh was the protagonist of these campaigns but when it comes to protestant christianity Although Protestant Christians were not actively involved in those campaigns that I mentioned, but the practice, um, when I say they, I'm referring to uh, Christian evangelists, pastors, theologians, Christian writers, they practice their own version of voodoo-phobia and street preaching. Uh, Christian literature, uh, Christian preaching, uh, uh, what's called crusades, they would hold uh, in the streets of Haiti. So you have a partnership, a historic partnership between the Haitian state and the church to persecute Voodoo practitioners. What what has the uh, Protestant and evangelical approach to Voodoo in Haiti been? I, I have a feeling it's going to be very similar to the kinds of approaches we take to minority religions in America. Well, I, I tell you, it's very <laughs> contentious, John, to say the least. Here's what happens. Uh, so let me give you let let me put my historian hat now <laughs> glasses we have to go back to history to august 1791 this is a historic moment a watershed moment in haitian history according to tradition the african slaves met at a plantation called Bois Cayman Plantation. 
this is where it was it was excuse me it was at night they met together to plan their liberation but at that night some tradition tell us they held a voodoo ceremony a voodoo ritual now protestant christians have a different perspective about it right this is what they say they said that when the african slaves met at the Bwakaima slave plantation they dedicated the country of haiti to the devil himself so they made a uh, they made a pact with the devil you may have heard that from uh, what's his name he just passed um the famous christian uh, evangelist who said haiti the earthquake that happened in Haiti was because... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Pat Robertson. Uh, Pat Robertson. Yes. Now, this idea did not begin with Pat Robertson. Haitian Protestants, Haitian evangelicals have been saying that for years. I can remember when I was a little boy in Haiti, when I used to go to my mom would take me to mission trips in different parts of the country would take me to VBS, Bible school, right? I would frequently hear this narrative, Haiti is cursed because the country was dedicated in August 1791 to the devil. Hmm. So that's, that's the first attitude from Protestant Christians. Now, Interestingly, when we talk about the Protestant tradition in Haiti, uh, well, the major denominations include, for example, Baptist, uh, Pentecostals, uh, Methodist, you name it. So all those traditions, Christian denominations, are united to counter the voodoo tradition. So there's a unifying factor against voodoo among Christians of the Protestant tradition. They also say, John, voodoo, they see voodoo as a social problem. Protestant Christians say, Voodoo is fundamentally a social problem in the Haitian society that divides the Haitian nation and causes social alienation in the country, right? They also mentioned Voodoo is responsible for Haiti's underdevelopment. They also see voodoo as a moral problem, right? For example, the character of the voodoo law of the voodoo spirit, they see those spirits do not embody 
what we would call virtuous, right? Virtuous character or, vir or good virtues in the Christian sense. But the greatest problem, okay, when Protestants talk about voodoo is a theological one. For example, the Protestant theological worldview is so, there's such a good divide. The way Protestants, for example, think about God, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, sin, uh, evil in the world. There's a great divide between their conviction and what is professed in the Voodoo tradition. How does the how does that Protestant and evangelical approach? How does that compare? You mentioned in your article a counter narrative. The how how have the Catholics responded to that? Obviously, differently. No, I, I Catholic. See, Catholicism has been for many years the the official religion of Haiti since 1860, when the Haitian government signed. A um, what's the term they use? Um, I would say uh, uh, they signed an agreement with the Holy See for Catholic, for Catholicism to take over, for example, Haiti's education. For Catholic, everything um, was regulated by by the Church. Now those same issues that I mentioned to you, same concerns. Uh, a large segment in the Catholic Church has held the same beliefs. However, there, 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 there has been some tremendous progress, right, in Haitian Catholicism because, <clears throat> excuse me, because of the dynamics that exist between Haitian Voodoo and Haitian Catholicism. Right, so Protest Catholic Catholics are more tolerable towards Voodoo than Protestant Christians. Is that is that similar to? I remember in seminary taking my history of Christian missions course and being impressed, particularly by Catholic missions when it came to the Jesuits and their willingness to enculturate. The gospel is, is does that kind of thing follow through in Haiti? Oh, Looks oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. The idea of uh, enculturation um, has uh, since nineteen uh, late nineteen fifties, right? He has been a movement in, in, in Haitian Catholicism, and where many priests advocated uh, for uh, what we call today. Uh, they called for an inter-religious dialogue between Voodoo practitioners and, uh, and, and, and Catholic. Now, as, as you may have know, known or listen, your listeners may have known, uh, Jean-Bertrand Aristide, uh, a former Catholic priest, was also elected twice as, as president of Haiti. He was the one who made, who made Voodoo as an official religion in Haiti. So this is very important. This is so this is a Catholic priest legally made voodoo as an official religion. 
Yeah, that's that's a huge step. A Protestant would never do that. <laughs> oh, never, 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 never. Now, and go ahead. Mm-hmm. For, for, yeah, for, there, for Protestants, um, we think we've boiled everything down to theology, right? Uh, but what what are the what are the the barriers, the the points of conflict between Protestant Christianity and Haiti? Be, in, in addition to theological and worldview disagreements? Well, here's what happens. Um, see, when Protestant, Protestantism came to Haiti in 1816, uh, when President Alexander Pétion invited uh, um Quaker missionaries and British missionaries to Haiti. Vodou thinkers, this is what they say. The white white missionaries brought with them the Western culture. And the Western culture, okay, created or Protestant, let me let, let me let me say Protestant Western Protestantism, let me use that term, divided the Haitian people. It demonized the African cultural practices and traditions in Haiti. So Protestantism created an you know, alienation, separation, division, and, and, and hate it. For example, let me give you a practical example. There was a time Christian, Protestant Christians could not even play the drums in Protestant churches. Because in the Voodoo religion, the drum is the most fundamental object of worship. So anything that is associated with Voodoo, any object that are Haitian cultural objects, Protestant Christians rejected everything, right? They rejected everything. So no drums, even the traditional traditional dress, the hat, even the shirt. I'm talking about traditional uh, uh, clothes in Haiti. Protestant Christians would not wear those clothes. Even certain colors, they would not dress certain way because they're part of the voodoo tradition. So the conflict, John, is very deep. It's more than a theological problem. It's also a cultural issue. It relates to identity, how Protestant Christians in Haiti see themselves, you know? And also in reference to politics, right? And that's another issue. 
and Protestant, most Protestant Christians in Haiti would not engage in politics because they see themselves as citizens of heaven. Again, this is a complaint Vodou advocates, okay, voiced against Protestantism. Hmm. There's so much to talk about. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Now, I, I mentioned at the top that I was intrigued and surprised to find your uh, American Academy of Religion presentation that's coming up on interreligious dialogue between Christianity and Vodou. Is this going on now, and how long has this dialogue been going on? Where has it been taking place? Well, John, historically, there has not been what we might call a candid, open, interreligious dialogue between um, Christians and Vodouisa in Haiti. There have been some attempts, but there nothing, nothing that important that brought about radical changes between those two uh, traditions. Now, the Catholic Church has tried uh, back in, you know, 1950, I mentioned 1950, 1958, 59. But in the Protestant, Protestant side, that has not been a case. In fact, the paper that you have read, the abstract, is part of a book that I'm co-editing, you know. This will be the first text, first text on interreligious dialogue between mm. uh, uh, Christians and um, and Vodou practitioners. What's, so, the What's the title of that? Uh, it's called Vodou and Christianity, and enter religious dialogue. It will be published by Weeping Stacks Publishers. Okay. Is it due out this year? It's hopefully, I, I hope before <laughs> before SBL, before, you know, yes. before the SBL ATL conference. Yeah. The the book cover is out, which is great. So I'm waiting for the proofs. So I will be busy in, in two weeks from now. Uh, you know, going over the proofs. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. I, I've been there. I've worked with Whitf and Stock before, and they're they're very good publishers. So with your work, if there hasn't been much, especially on the Protestant side by way of this dialogue, are you trying to help prepare the soil, if you will, to get more folks involved in this kind of dialogue? Yeah, this dialogue is very important, John, for many reasons. Okay. I'm trying to help. Whatever I, you know, I can, you know, I, I can do, you know, as a first, as a, as a, as a, you know, as a Haitian. Second, as a Christian theologian, I think this dialogue is necessary for many reasons. First, it creates uh, the the conflict, the tension between those two, the two major dominant traditions, and Haiti is is too wide, too deep. It causes too. Uh, too many problems in the country. 
Secondly, secondly, Vodouisa and Christians need to come together to help build the country. Third, and maybe I would elaborate more about this, there has to be, Haitians should look at themselves first as Haitians, not as Christians, Protestant Christians, as Muslims, as uh, Catholics, as atheists, as humanists. They're all Haitians. I think this is the common denominator that should bring all Haitians together. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help in that regard. Well, can you help folks who might be interested in learning more? What are what suggestions, what wisdom would you have about uh, ways in which Protestant Christians, evangelicals can be more productive in, in exchanges about their ideological and theological differences? Yeah. So so this is um, this is a good question. So. Let me let me, let me let me let me begin with the whole concept of dialogue, John. You see, dialogue, I would argue, is the most fundamental human attitude towards problem solving. Okay? Because it involves engaging one another in communication or conversation. So we can we might be able to find a common ground on complex issues what you you use the term ideologies and religious differences so i mean but for for a dialogue to take place there there has to be first a mutual mutual recognition that every person every human being has the right to speak freely and to express particular opinions, whether it's religious, political, educational, intellectual, whatever you want it, want it, since our focus is on religion, right? So on matters concerning human activities, for example, dialogues also affirms that every person point of view on any topic of discussion might be different, offensive to others, but it's necessary. So I'm thinking, I mean, Vodouism and Christians have a lot in common, John, theologically. For example, even the concept of God uh, uh, and, and Vodou, you know, Vodou, Vodouism and Christians believe there is one God and that God is the creator is the supreme sovereign being. Vo Christians and Vodouisa also believe that God created human beings and his image. So we are image bearers of, 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 of the divine. Also, Vodouin Christians believe in the movement, the constant movement of the spirit and of course they defer how they interpret the work of the spirit but the spirit of god is present in both traditions he's the one who inspires people 
He's the one who communicates. He's the one who empowers people. He's the revealer of the secrets of God. Also, Vodou and 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 uh, uh, Voduiza and Christians believe and um and the problem of evil in the world, right? They believe that there has to be uh, some kind of divine intervention for us to cope with the problem of evil. So uh, as Protestant Christians, right? Protestant Christians emphasize the, the, the agency of the human will. This is also a property in the Vodou tradition. So there are so many uh, common, common things or points of common that Christians and Vodou practitioners have in common. So, so, and, and, and the, those points of common are part of the, of their traditions. So the dialogue must begin with what they already share in common. Right, the the common ground. Okay, it's necessary to have an effective, uh, transformative interreligious dialogue between the two traditions. Well, this question uh, came uh, to me after I was researching your work, and I mm -hmm. found a very interesting article you wrote. Uh, so, my question is: How can American and Western theologians benefit? by greater familiarity with the Caribbean theological tradition, uh, its theologians and its biblical scholars? Yeah, this is this is a great question, John. But I do want to add uh, a few more things before I answer sure. that question. Okay. I want to be I want to be uh, more practical in terms of interreligious dialogue. For example, I think there are many ways Christians and Vaudouis are uh, can engage in active interfaith dialogue. For example, to my belief, there is not an interfaith professional organization in Haiti or even in the Haitian diaspora. So there needs to be one, not just one. There, need, there, there needs to be several. And there has to be, uh, both traditions have to, organize, let's say, uh, a summer camp every year to train young people in interreligious literacy and interfaith conversation about Vodou and Christianity. We must start with the young people early so they can have respect for both traditions. And I'm also thinking about the importance of developing okay a let's say an interfaith curriculum right grounded on religious sources resources and tools connected to both christians and vodouism uh, there could be for example uh let's say a yearly conference on interfaith engagement. So, so there are many opportunities, right, to start uh, uh, this dialogue. So now let me transition to your question. So your question, uh, 
Uh, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after looking at uh, another article that you wrote, uh, yes. my question is, how can American and Western theologians uh, benefit by greater familiarity with the Caribbean theological tradition? It's theologians, it's biblical scholars. Well, um, I think I want to talk about responsibility, right, from... Western theologians, American and Western theologians, uh, how can you know they benefit? But I think before we 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 talk about benefiting, right? It's important for American and Western theologians to um, to read books, for example, by Caribbean theologians, to assign books. Uh, written by Caribbean theologians and religious scholars. You know, if you're teaching a course, for example, on world religion. Uh, when I was in seminary, I, I went to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I remember taking a class uh, on world religion. And and the, uh, the professor who, you know, who got his PhD in religious studies from Duke University never mentioned any African-based religions, right? So, so it's important if you are teaching a course on, uh, let's say, on intercultural theology or, or a course on mission, it's important, it's important to read the reflections, the theological reflections, the intellectual reflections by Caribbean uh, religious scholars and theologians. Um, also, quote them in your work. Cite them, engage their ideas, invite them to conferences. And 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 I published uh, I published a book last year, uh, John. It's called. Uh, it's a long title. It's called theological. Uh, wow, I forgot even my own title. It's <laughs> it's published by 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 Ripman Stock. Uh, oh, theological education for human flourishing. Okay, you know. Uh, so it came out uh in April 2022, where I address those concerns, the importance for American Western theologians to have conversations, theological conversations, uh, intellectual conversations, not only with Caribbean theologians, but also to, with non-Western theologians. As we know, I mean, this is a problem. I remember, I mean, I spent, oh my gosh, I spent 15 years studying theology. My undergraduate is in theology. I have a Master of Divinity in theology. I have another master's degree in New Testament studies. I have a PhD in 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 in, 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 in theology and ethics, John. But guess what? The theological training that I received in those theological schools did not prepare me to engage other scholars. Yet they prepare you to be critical, but not to be active thinkers, right? It's like they prepare you to be afraid. 
of those traditions, right? Mm. If you have to engage those traditions that, well, you have to engage them with a hermeneutics of suspicion, right? So, and, 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 and they do not, again, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, I don't want to generalize every theological school in the United States. You know, our strand by, you know, in a predominantly conservative evangelical seminary, Southern Baptist Seminary. And look, I'm, 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 I'm glad for the wonderful theological pastoral training that I received. But he has its own shortcomings. I think this is what's missing. And this is important, John, for the future of democracy in the United States, right? It's also important for civic engagement, right? Because theological education could be served as a tool, as an instrument, okay, to improve our democratic system, okay, to enhance human relationships, human dynamics, right? Again, we can use theology as a tool for the common good, but we must engage non Western traditions, because this country, the Western world, not just the United States, I'm talking about France, England, you know, uh, Germany, every day they're becoming more multicultural. In fact, this is the title of your podcast, Multifaith Podcast. So this is very important. The future of democracy lies in a honest, candid engagement with other traditions. I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I we could talk for hours and there's a whole bunch of stuff we could talk about, but sometimes I like to give my guests the opportunity to say, well, what is the question that you wish I would have asked what are some parting thoughts that you would like to share with listeners and viewers? Wow. Um, John, as a Christian theologian, as a Haitian American, I've been, I, 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 at the beginning, I told you I came here when I was 15 years old. I'm 45 years old. But I tell you what, John, it's more like a comment. Protestant, American Protestant evangelicals, in many regards, right, have not been doing a good job in Haiti. Now, and I, I, want, I want your listeners to understand where I'm coming from. I, am, I did not say they have not done any good job. No, that's not what I'm saying. In fact, many Christian organizations from the United States have been providing food, shelter, education uh, for the Haitian people for, 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 for many years. But, excuse me, the way they, missionaries, Christian missionaries from the United States and from the West present 
the gospel to the Haitian people has not been helpful, okay? In many regards, their presentation, their rhetoric has not helped to create a unified Haiti. So we need, we need to switch our approach to, 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 to the way we share Jesus Christ with people. I think that's a that's a religious, that's a religious right. You know, and this is deep in the Christian tradition, for example. Although Voduism don't Vodou practitioners do not believe that in that. Voodoo practitioners do not do that. It's not part of the Vodou tradition, right? As a person who's advocating for multicultural faith for inter-religious dialogue, I respect the distinctives of every religious tradition, whether we're talking about Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, Confucianism, you name it, okay? But there, there, you, you cannot present the gospel to a people to make him hate their culture, to make him hate or even have that about their identity. Jesus signifies love. In fact, in fact, the Bible says God is love. Love is the, is the very essence of God. It's impossible for God not to love. It's impossible. So, so this, so, so when, when, when Christians go to Haiti, Protestant Christians, they need to present God as a God of love, not a God who comes to condemn, to demonize uh, a people because of their religious traditions. In fact, God, right? The DNA of God is in every religious tradition. God's presence is every religious tradition. Whether we're talking about Voodoo, uh, Islam, Hinduism, Confucian, you name it, God is there. God is not absent. So we need. This is very important. This is just a message for for Christian missionaries. <laughs> Yeah, well, what what you just said, I, I had Acts seventeen in my back of my mind when you said that Paul's uh, sermon on Mars Hill that God is not far from yeah. from anyone. So uh, I think you're correct. So, well, Doctor Lou, I want to thank you so much for I can't I can't wait for that book to come out. Um, once it does come out, I'll go back. This will be published obviously before the book comes out. We'll add that into the program notes. And I want folks to look at the program notes for a link to where they can find more about what you're doing and links to your books. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and helping this audience to understand more about Vodou and the dialogue between Vodou and Christianity. Thank you, John, for the invitation. I, I, I appreciate your work. You're doing a wonderful work. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, this is the podcast for Multi-Faith Matters. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening until our next episode.